regular features, a regular, regular, regular features, a regular, regular, regular features, a regular features. Hello and welcome to Regular Features, the podcast that is exactly the same every single week. And like every week, my name is Kev Murphy and I'm joined by Joe Scrubbles and Steve Hogarty. Good evening. Hi. 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 Mm. Hello. Ooh, Whoa, geez. Geez. Cool. Who uh, ever could have thought that we'd both say hello at the same time? Buy me a Coke. <laughs> We're so in sync. This is the podcast that is the same every single week. Mm. I just hijacked the intro. Yeah. You're taking it over. I got excited. I started rolling you, around on my chair. Back and forth. Yeah, now. I'm really wiggling in my chair. You hands, very excited. hands Gruber in my intro. You know why I'm excited? Because we are recording... Mm. In situ, we are mm. we are together again at last. Mm. This is this is the second time we've done an in person podcast. Mm-hmm. Yes, not uh, ever. Like it's in like since under the the, under the Rona's eye. Uh, yeah, and likely the last time we're ever. Yeah, because we're about to go back in, and fucking lock yeah. Just in time for Bozza to fuck up our yeah. plans. Um, so. There we are. It was really nice to see you both. It was. (laughs) I'll cherish this memory always. (laughs) Um, What features have you got? I have refused to (laughs) put my clocks back. And I am living, I'm now living on Steve Central time, which is my own time zone. (laughs) You fucking got to learn to deal with it. What I will say as well is, it's not it's a all, joke. It's all real. <laughs> like, it's a funny feature. His, his phone, and his, I'm looking at his watch right now, yep. and it is different. <laughs> no, I keep it. It's a real watch. Yeah, he's got his is. phone on the table like it's a fucking, like a, a taunt. <laughs> I keep looking at it and going, that can't be the time. And yeah. it's because it's not. <laughs> it is the time. Steve Central time. Uh, I, on the other hand, have watched Netflix and realised the blueprint to making a good crime drama set in the old days. I'm going to be presenting a little script. And when I say script, I mean a thing I read out from beginning to end with no (laughs) input from anyone else. And I have a little run-in with a man you might just recognise. You won't recognise. You'll recognise his voice. He fucking sounds like him, doesn't he? I did a feature, oh. I liked it. I hope my boyfriend don't mind it. <laughs> uh, do you guys know what Fiverr is? I've heard of it. Yeah, I hang on. I don't know what it is, but I know that it doesn't have an E. Uh, no, it does. It has It has an E, but it has two, two R's. Two R's, okay. Two R's, right. yeah. I knew it was something weird about the spelling. So How do I know that? But I don't know what it is. Yeah. There's a woman on YouTube who will occasionally pop up and shout at you. Is it? In adverts. Oh. And I think that might be it. Well, I pay for YouTube premium. Do you actually? So, yes, I do. I use YouTube music as well. You're the only person I know who pays YouTube. <laughs> You're a mug. I just love retry. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's nice. I like that. Um, so Fiverr. It started off, it's essentially a website where you can find freelance people uh, who do like um, voiceovers, um, script work. You can find people who do um, transcription, editing work, design work. And the whole idea was when it first launched, it would cost a fiver. Mm. Um, So you could get them for five pounds. It has since evolved. It's not, you can very rarely find people for five pounds now. 
Um, in fact, the last two people I've used have been sixteen pounds. Right. So when you go into a pound shop and you see something for two pounds, you're yeah. like, "Well, you've sort of fucked your own brief here, haven't yeah. you?" Yeah. <laughs> Poundland's <laughs> kingdom walls have been breached. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this place is a fucking joke. <laughs> Uh, you gave up on it day one. Um, but yeah, it's almost always at least £16 now. Um, but anyway, have you ever used it for anything? Uh, at work, we hired a Swedish man from ah. Fiverr. He cost something like £70, though. What's it? The, I mean, they're a very well-taxed nation, I assume we just But also, I guess off. maybe you were... You, could, did you tell them that you were, you, what you were using it for? Because you do I, have to be quite forthwith. Yeah, I wasn't involved in hiring the Swedish man. I was yeah. just involved in the costs. What did you Sorry. do with the Swedish man that cost that much money? We had him sp- I know what you can do with Swedish men for that much money. <laughs> we had him just speak in a Swedish accent. You speak fucking English. fridge. I know. <laughs> Didn't even get him tug you off. I could have been in a sauna with that lad. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but it is helpful for stuff like that because like, yeah, I, I watched that video. It was very good. But as you're saying, when you're making that video, you're like, oh, do you know what this could do with? A Swedish voice to mm. read this out rather than someone around the office. Um, and for that, it works perfectly because like, I don't need to employ a Swedish person because this is a very bespoke bit of work. <laughs> yeah. uh, we had to get him on, on a permanent contract. Yeah. He's doing guides. <laughs> He's got a pension now. <laughs> Just because you needed him to do two sentences in a video. It's a bloody good video, so... Um, and I dare say, he's the star. Um, fuck you. So I needed, the other day, what I wanted to do... I've been, I have been... Had been playing um, the prison escape game, A Way Out. Mm. Um, which is fine. It's a, it's a fine game. It's fun to play with your, with a friend. Do not, like... Uh, you know, it's crap. It's heavily co-op based, right? It's all, yeah, it's all like that. And it's all a kind of split screen. Does some really interesting things. It appears to be written by a fucking three-year-old. But <laughs> other than that, good fun. Um, and a lot of fun stuff happened. I was streaming with my uh, friend and colleague, uh, Roy Powers, for our channel. And it was a really good laugh. And we had some like fun little clips from it. I was like, oh, and I had the idea. Do you know what would be funny? Because it's all about prison. And the most famous, you can't think of prison without thinking of Shawshank. Um, that's where mine goes. my mind goes to. Uh, I had the idea. You know that scene in Shawshank where Andy Dufresne um, uh, is like, is one of the like, the, the classic Andy Dufresne stories, mm-hmm. like one of his little schemes. Um, <laughs> he locks himself in the uh, warden's, office. Oh, so it's not yeah. the scene with the beer. No, unfortunately <laughs> That's not. so famous. <laughs> yeah. famous beer scene. That's the famous beer yeah. scene. This is the second famous scene mm-hmm. yeah. um, where he locks himself in the warden's office and he plays a bit of Mozart mm. um, on the record player. And then he's like, ooh, presses the microphone on and it plays it throughout all of Shawshank. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very, very fun. It's, it's a really beautiful scene. It ends with a really, really lovely bit of Morgan Freeman uh, voiceover, um, which is almost like Maya Angelou-esque, where he's talking about like, you know, a little bird flew into our fucking prison. Yeah. Um, oh, and fucking <laughs> fucking <laughs> a little bird flew, flew into our fucking uh, prison. Maya Angelou. <laughs> Even some, <laughs> I've still got goosebumps though for some reason. 
<laughs> I was so moved by how Gav phrased that. That's and a it thing. was like a little bird flew <laughs> into, into a, a fucking, fucking prison. prison. <laughs> Played some fucking load of Mozart or something. <laughs> um, but yes, you're right. It's yeah. a beautiful it's scene. It's a beautiful yeah. scene. Yeah. And I, you're right. I captured it perfectly. <laughs> Unfortunately, while that might fly here, mm. what I just did, I cannot do a very good Morgan Freeman impression. Well, I can do an all right one but I can only do one line. Mm. And that line is not the line that I needed. Is um, it from Bruce Almighty? No, I can do the line. Um, uh, I wish I could tell you that Andy fought the good fight and the sisters let him be, but prison is no fairy tale world. <laughs> That's actually- It's not bad, is it? Much better than I assumed it was <laughs> yeah. going to be. Much better and less racist yeah, than I, I really clammed up. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. You're sweating. He's going. Invisibly yeah. sweating. No, listen. So I can only do that line. It's not going to fly here. So I needed Fiverr. Um, mm. So basically, Morgan Freeman comes in and says, it was like a bird flew into our fucking prison. That's that nice line. <laughs> so I rewrote it. So rather than say, he says, I have no idea what those two ladies were singing about. But I said, I have no idea what those RKG lads were talking about. And instead of the ladies coming out of the record player, it was our voice, silly voices playing a way out, right? So I was like, right, I've got the idea, know exactly what it is. It is, as I said, what? Probably in the top five scenes in Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Um, so I knew exactly what I wanted. It's a very strict brief. Essentially do it exactly like that. <laughs> um, but with like three line changes, if that, right? So that's it. I can't do Morgan Freeman. I managed to find, so I looked on Fiverr and it's not very well policed because there's about 40 uh, people who just says the best Morgan Freeman voice on Fiverr. <laughs> they can't all be the best. Exactly. And I'm, I listen to them all and they are, like some of them don't even sound like Morgan Freeman. So like, I think it's a slap in the face to old Morgan, to be fair. Um <clears throat> But I found a guy who was really good, 16 quid for 200 words, right? Mm -hmm. And one rule though, which he repeated in, in his thing is, I will not record any vulgar material or any defam anything defamatory or rude. Absolutely fine. Fair play. I want him to record what is in the film. This yeah. sounds like actual Morgan Freeman's rules. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hire Morgan Freeman? Um, so I was like, yeah, that's fine. Um, so I rewrote the script, sent it in. And then I realized I had about 20 words left. So I was like, oh, like, what could I get? And I was like, I'm paying for the, for the 200 words. I might as well do it. And I was like, do you know what? I'll get him to say uh, a famous line from the film, which is uh, get busy living or get busy dying. That's goddamn right. That's like one of his last lines, very famous line. And I thought I'll use that. Maybe I'll use that for something as well. But I mean, if I don't, doesn't matter. So like, Sorry, sidebar. Yeah. Steve, did you expect him to have had something recorded for regular features and he's just dashed those dreams? Because I'm pretty upset. I thought he was going to say I had 20 words left, so I had him. I honestly don't think it would have flew with this guy. <laughs> I could have had Morgan Freeman saying, listen to regular features. Or if I'm the it. monolith from 2001. Yeah, I was going to say, ooh, squirty, squirty. You squirty, birdie. I tell you what, I will get that for your birthday. Um, 
We should be doing that, by the way. We should get a load of fire of people just to do mad shit. But we tried to get fucking Richard Kahn and he wouldn't do it. (laughs) That's different though. That's because that is him. Whereas if you just get someone who sounds like him, who doesn't care. I can't believe Richard Kahn wouldn't endorse (laughs) regular features. It's bullshit. Um, Okay, so I added that line at the end as well. This is a man whose main job um, is being Morgan Freeman on the internet. So I didn't think that he would have a problem with this. I sent him a link to the scene and I, and I, you know, I instructed him to like pace in and tone wise, exactly like this. Like just do it. I want it exactly like this. Um, And uh, what I got back was just all over the place. Like pacing was just wild. It was just like some lines were like, felt like he was just rushing them, like tripping over himself to say them. And other, other lines he put in these like mad pauses and stuff like that. And I was like, it's almost harder to do what you've done than to just do it exactly yeah. the same. Like you've made more work for yourself. Could you hear him like, was he out jogging doing it or something? <laughs> like, like something's messed with his breathing. So. <laughs> it sounded like he was in a studio. So I have no idea, right? That must be, like, if you are a professional Morgan Freeman in person, If that's your main fucking your job. Your main job yeah. must be rereading lines that Morgan Freeman says in famous films. Watching but, Shawshank. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, knowing what Shawshank Redemption is <laughs> should be your MO. Yeah, exactly. It, and as I said, like, it's more work to just fucking freeball it than it, than it is just. Yeah. Morgan Freeman's done the hard work for you. Yeah. I actually only do young, energetic Morgan Freeman before he got famous. That's my whole deal. Yeah. I only do 12 year old Morgan I do Freeman. Unknown Morgan Freeman. Um, now, with part of the, as part of Fiverr as well, you uh, mostly. With voiceover stuff, you get like one revision. Mm. You can pay for more revisions as well, and you pay for add-ons. Um, this guy tried to like upsell me to have like, oh, do you want background music um, on the file as well? And I was like, no, that would be incredibly detrimental. Strange, I, also, yeah. I outlined exactly what I was doing, what it was for, who I was, mm. where it was going, what it was going to sound oh, like. Oh, shit. Did, was he trying to milk you for revisions? I don't know. But he was like, oh, well, I can put the music over the back of it. I can edit it together for you. And I Does was like- play the music? <laughs> but, and I was like, it's not, that's not really going to work because of, you know, the music's not going to be in it. Um, and he, he, I mean, he just didn't care. But anyway, I was like, one revision. So I went back and I was like, hi, mate. Just had to listen to the file. Sounds really great. Cheers. Uh, for my first, for my round of changes, though, could I just ask to have the whole thing again? <laughs> <laughs> it's- Perfect, except the bit right. when you said the thing. You need to do the whole thing again. <laughs> We've got that one and maybe we'll use it. Also, let's try something completely different now. So I said, for my round changes, oh, could I please, could I just ask that you have the whole thing again, but pacing wise, can you do it exactly the same as the scene in the film? And then I explained to him once more, this is what I'm trying to achieve with the voice, blah, 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 blah. Um, and also then I noticed that he'd left off the get busy uh, living or get busy dying uh, line. Mm. And I said, also, did you see the final line? Uh, the get busy living line. I don't think that's been recorded. Um, unless you sent it over as a separate file, but I didn't get it, blah, blah, blah. Um, if you can get those changes over to me as soon as possible, I'll close the project off and rate and review you. It's a big thing on Fiverr as well. Cause obviously, as I mentioned, there's fucking 40 of the best Morgan yeah. Freeman voices. So it does make a difference to the, these people. Um, I'll close the project off rate and review. Cheers mate. Looking forward to hearing it. Then I get his reply. Um, Coco's right behind your wheel, so just be careful. She's in the, the death mode. Um, 
Hello, I'm not sure what you want from me. I read your script in the best Morgan Freeman voice I have. As if he's got like crap ones in, <laughs> got in the backup library. ones yeah. that I, I put on reserve for people when I don't care about yeah, the when, job. Yeah, when I get jokers who don't explain that they're going to use it <laughs> yeah. in a Morgan Freeman scene. Yeah. yeah, you get my C grade Morgan Freeman voice. <laughs> it's just Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> like a really good Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> he says, What are you talking about pacing? It, and he puts that in uh, inverted commas. It's just some lines. I'm not going Fuck to. Fuck off. Um, he says, I'm not going to look at the clip um, because, as far as I'm concerned, my work is done and I've seen the Shawshank Redemption many times, but you are allowed one, one revision, so I will do this for you. Where is this come from? Like this absolute. <laughs> Agro dude out of no it's like insane. your job is fucking doing voices that is Morgan Freeman on the internet, mate. Do you know what I yeah. love is that you've gone into this mm-hmm. not knowing that you were going to get a regular feature. Absolutely not. And this yeah. guy's come back in the role of you <laughs> in a gaff regular feature. <laughs> Absolutely. Um <clears throat> as for the final line, I had to amend it because it is in breach of contract. Warmest regards. And I was like, what? So I, suddenly I got worried. And I was like, God, am I not meant to be using stuff off Fiverr for like commercial use? And I was like, it's not really commercial use because all I'm doing is I'm going to put that in a tweet and I'm going to tweet it out. Mm. But it is technically, I mean, everything I guess I do from RKG is probably can be said is commercial use, isn't it? It's fucking our business. So and I was like, Jesus, what have I done? So I was like, oh God, well, uh, uh, let me have a look at what he's recorded. And I was like, so I listened back to it. And obviously the line in the film is, Get busy living or get busy dying. That's goddamn right. See, you that's bad. You should have done No, but that. that's bad. I can only do the <laughs> fucking sister's line. I can only do the one about the him getting gang raped. That's the only line that I can do from Shawshank. Um, he changed it to, and we can put this in because it's, it's funny to hear. Uh, he changed it to, get busy living or get busy dying. That's right. <laughs> So his vulgar clause yeah. extends to actual things Morgan Freeman has said. Yeah, so I worked out the breach is uh, goddamn. Uh, and I was like, I would n- obviously, I would never have thought that in a million years because that's just a line from the film. Like, surely yeah. people have asked him to do this before. Like, it's a line from the film that. You, this is you. This is your fucking bread and butter, mate. The film that you've watched multiple yeah. times. Literally, don't need to watch clips. <clears throat> like, why would he watch clips when he knows it so well? Uh, so I emailed him and said, "Hi, mate. Just check the file. The pacing is a lot better. It wasn't, um, but I can't be asked at this point." I said, "It, it is markedly different from the film, though. I just wanted to point that out. I don't know if you watched the clip, but it is very different from what you've given me." <laughs> Uh, also, that final line, you've just got rid of goddamn. Can I ask why? Cheers. Hello. You don't know what you want. You talk about pacing, but that's not something I've heard mentioned in all my years as a voiceover talent. Never heard of pacing. Pacing. He's never had a line about pace. He's never had a direction about pacing before. I've done very little voiceover work, but that's come up a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Eh. <laughs> Fucking up. Pacing so, from Steve. <laughs> yes. That was me pacing my grunts <laughs> disbelief. Yeah. High paced disbelief. But even like, you would just infer what pacing yeah. means. If you never heard the term pacing, fair enough. But you would 
understand that it means the speed at which you are <laughs> <Yeah>. speaking. <laughs> the pace in which you are fucking doing a line, Morgan. <laughs> if you understand the word, you understand what the request is. <laughs> I, I, honestly, and it was just like, just watch the fucking clip, mate, and do it exactly <laughs> like that. For God's sake. So he says, I've never heard something, something I've never ever heard mentioned in all my years as a voiceover talent. I'd recommend you doing some research for employing a voiceover talent again. Holy shit. 16 pound, this fucking joker is charging for 200 words. You're not a voiceover talent, mate. That's why you're on fucking Fiverr, charging 16 quid <laughs> to do fucking tweets. Wow. You are right about the goddamn line. That is in breach of my contract, which states that I will not use any defamatory words. You entered an agreement when you paid me. I could have just not recorded the line, but I'm doing you a favor by just changing it. Some voiceover talent on Fiverr would never be this kind. <laughs> Some voiceover talent. In brackets, on Fiverr. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some voice of that. <laughs> Please let me know when you have rated my service. Warmest regards. I was like, you motherfucker. Like, by this point, it's too, it's too late. I need to use, I got it. I've used it. Um, but I was just like, this is fucking stupid now. So I said, hi, mate. Also, still at this point, it's not a regular, it's not a regular feature. Um, so I, I tell because, because you're being professional in yeah. your responses <laughs> <Yeah>. to <laughs> So I said, hi, if mate. He, yeah, because if, if he, he would have written, hello, motherfucker, <laughs> instead of hi, mate, at the start of these. So I said, hi, mate. I completely understand about the word goddamn. And you know what? I actually do because while I, obviously there's very little th- other than things that really upset, you know, people like words that I will obviously won't say, God damn is not one that enters into my mind. Like, no. because it just, I just don't, I and wouldn't do. I do accept that for some people, Absolutely. God damn may be a lot more vulgar than I would hear it. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Like, and I completely understand that. And that's fine. Morgan Freeman does say it in the film. So mm. I feel like you're allowed to maybe give me some wiggle room. As an impersonator, <laughs> you, you, you can have a vulgar rule, but I think there needs to be some sort of indemnity for yeah. anything that is in any script that Morgan Freeman has ever exactly. read out loud. Like that's the thing. I don't- If Mor- that's your entire job. But that's the thing. Morgan Freeman doesn't, doesn't swear that much in his film. So maybe it doesn't come up that much. Like he barely swears in mm. Shawshank, man. And that is, you know, that's a, that's an adult movie. It's a naughty film. Like, exactly. Um, so I said, hi, <laughs> mate. Also, by the way, I don't even need this line. I only did it because <laughs> I could, I fucking had like 180 of 200 words. And I was like, well, I'll get my money's worth or whatever. Maybe he could sense that. And maybe he's just like, oh, you're trying to fucking milk me for my, for my free money. Milking Morgan. Milking Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> I said, hi, mate. I completely understand about the goddamn word. I just assume as is one of the most famous lines in probably Morgan Freeman's most famous film that you'd make an exception. He said, hello, I'm not hugely familiar with all of Morgan Freeman's work. Brilliant. What? Um, but I would say this is far from being his most famous film. Have you rated my service yet? And I was just like, you are fucking having a laugh now <laughs> because Amazing. it's obviously his most famous film. I don't care. Like, I'd love if this was actually Morgan Freeman yeah. making some money on the side. <laughs> Do you remember driving Miss Daisy yeah. won an Oscar <laughs> against all odds? <laughs> like, I... If you look back on all of Morgan Freeman's work, 
there's you you won't say the sentence Morgan Freeman's career without saying Shawshank like second or third film first second third film definitely mm -hmm. it's getting it's getting mentioned right along came a spider <laughs> Bruce Almighty <laughs> Shawshank exactly like it's a bucket list <laughs> it, it like I'm not getting into this argument with him because <laughs> he's like furthermore I've never heard of Shawshank <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds crap for sounds my terrible and sweary <laughs> <laughs> I can do the sisters line you're like that's the one I can do <laughs> fuck you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's like, I can do the sister's line because while <laughs> it may be about horrible gang rape, he doesn't actually say he the words. Say gang any rape rude words. It's, so it's an like, implication. He's not saying goddamn pecker. <laughs> um, and I said, look, I said, hi, mate. Okay, I don't want to get into what is his most famous role even though it is obviously Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> and here comes the regular feature aspect. <laughs> but could we come to some kind of compromise, please? I I need another line uh, from the film recorded, an extra one, or my boss is going to kill me. <laughs> Fuck, I don't have a boss. I had no idea. <laughs> um, I said, could I send her over a line to replace the goddamn line, please, with? Um, and he made me back and he said, hello, while I consider, while I consider our project closed, I will do you this favor and record it. And I was like, fine, okay, maybe there's some nice to him. I said, thank you very much. I've attached one below. Um, it's from a really nice scene between Morgan Freeman and Andy when he gets in the joint. Joint means prison. Uh, <laughs> not, uh, not something that would have marijuana, in it, which yeah. would mean you wouldn't say it. I'd say joint. So I've, this is from, this is a scene that you might remember from Shawshank Redemption. And I've written it like a script for him. So Andy, and then I put in brackets, you don't have to read this part. It's just you have context of what is being said in the scene. <laughs> Hi, Red. How are you today? <laughs> Red, and in brackets, this is Morgan Freeman slash you. I am fine. Prison sure is hard, isn't it? Andy, I understand you're a man who knows how to get things. Red. I have been known to locate certain things from time to time. Andy, what about magazines? Red, yeah, no, no problemo, prisoner boy. <laughs> Andy, what about gulp bongo magazines? <laughs> gulp, a peanut character. Yeah. Also, he hasn't got to read that. <laughs> I was say, if he has. If he has recorded this, and I'm sure we'll get there, if he says the word gulp, I will be so happy. Well, no, because I said you don't have to record that bit. Oh, sorry, right. Um, I, I said, this is Andy. What about gulp? Bongo magazines. Red, you mean where the ladies get them out to jangle them about for the fellas? Andy, yes. And in this one magazine, the man sticks his big donkey dong up a woman's ass and she loves it. <laughs> Red, up her ass? Oh, Dufresne, you is one crazy punk-ass motherfucker. This is the 20s or some shit. We ain't doing no ass. And I said, pacing-wise, mate, just let your heart be your guys. Cheers. I don't think there's going to be a recording of this one, Joe. Nope. He replied, is this a joke? It's obviously worse than goddamn. I'm not reading this. 
I will give you one last chance that I'm closing this project. I don't know what this is for and I don't want to know, but I can't imagine it's very good. <laughs> Warmest regards. And I said, hi, mate, it's for my uncle, who is Morgan Freeman. <laughs> A present for his birthday. He'll be sad you won't do his favorite scene. That was the main one, what he got an Oscar for. Didn't. Um, okay, last chance then. This is from a scene where Morgan Freeman is having a lively chat with the main character about some soup. It's a lovely scene. <laughs> we actually oink. <laughs> uh, and this, <laughs> this is just the character Boggs Diamond um, talking about getting Andy Dufresne to suck him and all his mates off. Um, oh so... <laughs> But I've said... I was so worried as soon as you said Boggs. Yeah. I said, this is uh, this is Andy and Red having a lively chat about some soup. Uh, this is the line, please. Now I'm going to open my fly and you're going to swallow what I give you to swallow. And after you swallow mine, you're going to swallow roosters because you done broke his nose. And I think he ought to have something to show for it. I said, pacing wise, just be chill. He says... Hello, I know this isn't about soup. <laughs> I'm closing this project. <laughs> I know this isn't about soup. You can tell he's only 70% sure it's not about soup. Yeah. <laughs> Can't pull the bowl over my eyes. I honestly think he's never seen Shawshank Redemption before. That's in insane. That's the... The immediacy of how upset he is yeah, is so weird. I know. Like, do you reckon he's just had no one brave enough to ever say, your Morgan Freeman impression's shite? It's a really good impression, mm. but I'm just I'm just like, you, like, at one point I generally thought, like, is it rude just to reply to him being like, try it again, but just say like a human, like <clears throat> pretend to be a human talking, because what you've given me is insane, quite frankly. Um, it's like, I just don't, it sounds like you, you're doing an impression of an animal that can't talk, but you've decided to do it in a Morgan Freeman voice and I've given you lines. So you have to talk. Can we it's, play it on the podcast? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I own it. Like, yeah. it's, it, honestly, it's not bad. It's just the pacing is just completely different to that scene. So it's like when you're trying to ape that scene exactly, it, I was just like, it's a fucking pain in the ass. Because I it's, well, it's mad. Yeah. I'd obviously prefer people give us money on Patreon. Mm. But if you did want to all employ this one guy to say a bunch of horrible stuff for regular features, that is a worthy second. I, honestly, when I was looking back over, over the emails for this, when I was putting it together, I was like, I generally just don't think he's seen it. And it's like, it's almost like got to the point now where, you know, like we all have those things at work where it's just like, it's gone too far. Now. I can't ask what that is anymore. Where people are like, I can't remember what it, there was something that was at IGN, and it was like one of those things where in your, when you're in the meeting and you're just like, oh, I don't know what that is. Um, oh, CPM, just clicks per oh, clicks per minute. There you go. I don't fucking know. CPM. I couldn't tell you what that is now. But I remember being in meetings and going, CPM would come up and I and I'd be like, oh fuck, I don't know what that is. Mm. But I will make a really big effort this time to check in on what it is after this meeting. But then you go out of the meeting, you're like, well, that's fine. I mean, you know, life goes on. We, we still all have a lot of chats about how he didn't know what CPM was. <laughs> now that he's gone. Now that you ousted <laughs> me. Like he thinks he started his own company. <laughs> <laughs> we, we just had to get rid of him. 
Um, I was in a job interview once <laughs> when they brought up FMCG. No idea. And no. I was like, you know what? If I don't know what that word means, then I don't want this job. Yeah. So I was like, what's an FMCG? I'm like fast moving consumer goods. And uh-huh. I was like, cool. What's well, the first time I've ever fucking heard it? Yeah. So um, I guess I'll leave now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to have to work at a job where I'm supposed to know what the fuck that is. <laughs> That's the most honest response to a job interview. Is just going like, I literally don't know what the job is, so yeah. I've got to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See Fast- Shame on you for giving me this interview because I'm not supposed to be here right now. What was it? Fast moving consumer. Goods? Fast moving consumer. Is that goods? like just fucking like cars? Chucking, <laughs> chucking an iPad. That's going, that's going pretty fast. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just things that you find next to checkouts, like uh, oh, chewing gum okay, right, and yeah. like things in Sainsbury's. But with th- this guy, though, I generally think that he just hasn't seen Shawshank and it's gone too far now that it's almost like it's a point of like anger for him where he's like, I'm not watching it. Mm. Like, why should I watch it? And because I said like, you know, the, you know this clip, let's do it like that. Yeah. And he's obviously taken umbrage with that. 90% of people coming to him with, with uh, Shawshank quotes. And he's but like, he's like I refuse to watch yeah. this bloody Shamshank film. Whatever the fuck. <laughs> oh, no. reduction. It's always this bloody Shawshank prison shit. It's never gone, baby, gone. <laughs> I have no idea to this day what those RKG lads were talking about. Truth is, I don't want to know. Some things are best left unsaid. I'd like to think they were talking about something so beautiful it can't be expressed in words and makes your heart ache because of it. I tell you, those voices soared higher and farther than anybody in a gray place dares to dream. It was like some beautiful bird flapped into our drab little cage and made those walls dissolve away. And for the briefest of moments, Every last slug on YouTube felt free. Get busy living or get busy dying. That's right. Regular, regular features coming to your town. Get ready, cause here comes Mr. Regular Features. Um, I don't know why dogs get uh, so freaked out by fireworks. I believe it's because they're morons. Is it because they think it's God's barks? <laughs> like big, loud barks from a big dog. I, but that's the thing is, like, I make a lot of noises in the flat. Yeah. And she doesn't give a fuck. But then maybe that's because she knows it's coming from my mouth. But then you live on a busy road. Does yeah. she go nuts for, like, car beeps? Doesn't give a fuck. Does she go nuts for car beeps? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does your dog go nuts for car beeps? <laughs> She'll love a great taste. <laughs> a pedigree chum. A Volkswagen. <laughs> it is likely broken. No, you're right. Fireworks is not a regular sound that happens in everyday life. Exactly, yeah. So that's what it is. So it's she's not prepared for it. You should see what else you could freak her out with. Yeah. <laughs> rare sounds. Yeah, there must be rare a, a, a catalogue of rare sounds. What if you just played, dog played the sound of the ocean? She's yeah. like, this is fucking bullshit. She is particularly fond of a video called World's Cutest Frog. And if you put oh, that, you've talked about Yeah, if you put that on, she frog. fucking loses your mind. Wow. What um, is it? Is it the visuals of the frog? Is no, it the it's frog the noise. jumping? It makes, it's it's, noise. it makes this big squeaky noise. 
It's really oh. cute. I'll show it to you after. But it's really, really cute. Um, and she just, every time you push on, her head is just like, she'll go looking for the noise around the back of the TV and stuff like that. Aww. She thinks it's there. Like she couldn't care less that it's coming from the frog. Yeah, what a fucking idiot. I know, she's a moron. The frog's, the frog's not... It's not. It's not in your flight, is it? I don't think so. Wait, okay. how did Teddy's work? Because yeah, the, the sound was in the flat. Then yeah, maybe you could think the frog was in the flat. It's yeah, definitely yeah. not in your flat. Though, Clara comes home later, and you've just smashed your telly. Up. Yeah. <laughs> it happened again. I'm eighty percent sure that frog is coming from YouTube and okay. not from my flat. Well, it's an easy mistake to make. So. Yeah, especially if you're a dog. The frog's not in this room, is it? <laughs> Fuck. Cook, Cook was a dog. Dog, dog yeah. Dog, okay, yeah, dog, right, dog. Yeah, yeah. Cool, just making sure that you knew. We're not carrying regular features into a single syllable. And now it's time for Steve's regular feature, Steve's Central Time. As you Ooh. all know, mm-hmm. I'm a fan of clocks. Mm-hmm. Joe. Yes. What time is it? Mm, can I check? Yep, check right now. Get your phone out. Okay. Do I tell you? Yeah, tell me what time it is. Not magicians. <laughs> well, I don't like know a, yet. It's like a card trick. It's two thirty-four p.m. Okay, what is the time on my phone? That says three thirty-four p.m. Yeah, Gav, what is the time on my watch? Uh, oh God, that's three thirty-four. Yeah, but okay. the time on my watch is two thirty-four. Yeah, man. You know why? You've forgotten to put your clocks back. Uh, I have chosen not to be complicit. <laughs> In Winter Daylight Robbery. <laughs> or WDR, as we call it, on the forums. I don't want to preempt anything, but are you forcing Reese to do this as well? Because he does like actually have stuff to do. <laughs> I think you're saying, you can't miss meetings and stuff. Are you forcing your boyfriend to do this? Because he was not made redundant. So. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, now you touched on... One of the main sticking points of Steve's Central Time. <laughs> this year, I've decided not to put my clocks back. Mm-hmm. Right. All the clocks that I have total dominion over, yeah. which is the one on my wrist, mm. the one on my phone, the one on the oven, because <laughs> no one can be bothered to change that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've got to, you've, you definitely have to Google that you'd have to, and to, how do I change it on the oven? And to be able to do that, You've got and you've got to be able to find the answer to a lot of questions, including like your make a model of oven, which yeah. you don't fucking know. Yeah. Nobody knows. No that. one knows how to yeah. do that. Uh, my PC, and my laptop, I've changed it all to to I've I've undone because everything automatically changes to mm. yeah yeah. Um, we're not in it, it's GMT. We're back to original back GMT, to GMT, right? Yeah, original and best, baby. OG, OG yeah. GMT. But this year, I'm like, no, f it. A, because I don't have a job. <laughs> yeah. A, because I have a lot of time on my hands. Um, I'd say that's the main reason. <laughs> my schedule is sort of like... Flexible. Uh, flexible. <laughs> it's, uh, it's amorphous. Cinemas aren't still a thing, so I'm not missing any films. Exactly. So I thought this year, you know what? Going into winter, the hardest thing is the, the weekend when the clocks go back. Mm-hmm. And then that... that week that sunday that monday when at three o'clock it's getting dark and you're like this is miserable yeah i decided this year i have had too much misery (laughs) 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 sorry um so i've decided that i want to stay (laughs) 
Turkish summertime for as long as I possibly can. There's <laughs> a part of this decision that's so beautiful and hopeful, and there's a yeah. part of it that's so desperately sad yeah. that I can't work out which I should feel. No, I can't stand the idea of it getting dark earlier, an hour earlier, and I've decided unilaterally right. that I'm just not going to do it. Uh, Joe, you are right. Reese is still employed and he has lots of meetings all mm, the time. Mm. Um, he was very, very against <laughs> this, this idea. Yeah. I tried to convince him. Um, I told him that what it would mean for all of his meetings, all of his meetings would get pushed forward by an hour. So he'd, act- he'd actually gain time. He, he could have a lion in the morning and he'd have more more time. That's yeah. It is. It actually is how it works. I thought about this a lot. Uh, and he eventually realized what it would mean is that his meetings would then eat up an hour into his evenings. Mm. He'd be working an hour later mm-hmm. every day. Um, so what I decided to do was go on to Central, Steve Central Time without telling Reese that I'd done it. <laughs> and just thought, right, okay, I can I can be on Steve Central Time, look out the window and go, ooh, okay, it's still sunny and it's like six o'clock in the evening. Yeah. I don't need to tell Reese. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't about, need to know. It's all about how you feel yeah. in, your, in your mind. I, like It's the look, regardless of what time zone you're in, when you look outside and you see the sun setting, it's still the same sun. It's yeah. still the same sky. It's the Can't fact that you look at your watch and it says that it's three in the afternoon. That's what makes you feel sad. Yeah. So I thought I'd just do it and wouldn't tell Reese. Mm. Day one, I ruined it. But I marched into the living room, <laughs> put my hands on my hips and bragged about how sunny it was outside. <laughs> I love love, love that part of your argument is it's still the same sun and yet you're treating it differently so mm, uh, it's lovely and sunny and it's five (laughs) o'clock you ruined it with your own smugness you just couldn't let it you couldn't be chill about it we're both looking at the same sun but for him it's four o'clock yeah idiot and it's a sign of sadness whereas for you you're just like that's great so um, this is what I've been doing. And it's been, I think it's been going pretty well so far. I mean, you said day one, you biffed it. So yeah, well now, yeah, I've sort of kept quiet about it now. I've tried <laughs> to just put it back. Have you told him, I put the genie back in the box. <laughs> yeah, he made you promise to go back on normal time. And you said, yeah, sure. And then when he turned around, you winked. Um, and <laughs> to, like, to a camera that didn't exist. <laughs> It, as he looked at, what does he say when he looks at your watch? Well, you know, I swear to God, he keeps asking me what time it is. Yeah. And I reckon he's doing it to try and prompt me to say the wrong slip time. Up. He knows so, you're going to slip up. Yeah. Yeah. But whenever he asks me what time it is, I, I say, well, on GMT, it's this time. Nice. <laughs> he's like, nice. Oh, you for the unawakened. Well, Teflon uh, Steve over here. For, <laughs> for the unawakened, it is 5.45. Make of that what you will. Yeah. Can I... Ask why Steve's central time? What's the central element? Um, well, because I'm center I'm, of the center of the universe. Yeah, there we go. Yes. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Just wanted to mention. And all time is relative to my experience mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. world as it passes by. Fair yeah. Enough. If you have any news to the contrary, Joe, please do no, let no, me no. know. It's absolutely fair. <laughs> um, so a couple of 
the benefits of being on Steve Central Time. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, <laughs> obvious, it's still light out. Uh, you said that a lot. Now. <laughs> yeah, right. So that's the main thing. Okay, right? That's the yeah. that's the reason I've done it. <laughs> I'm not arguing. I just but I've li- merely pointed out um, an unexpected uh, benefit of mm-hmm. uh, being on Steve Central Time is that if at any moment I decide to move to Rube Time, as yeah. I call it, <laughs> I've got an extra hour in my back pocket. Yeah. So I so oh like a get right. out of jail free card yeah basically. exactly yeah. so for me right now it's twenty to four okay and for you it's twenty to three yeah I just if I just slow you have to read about <laughs> it's just like you don't get for me it's wait a minute wait, <laughs> just, 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 just wait a minute <laughs> room time's hard yeah. <laughs> I could decide that it's like oh you know what I didn't like how this last hour went yeah fuck it. I'm going on to GMT and I'll get my hour and I can redo that hour. <laughs> so you've got ah. like a one-time press of the button in Prince of Persia Sands of Time. Yes, I've got an undo <laughs> button on real life. Or like if I'm having a nap and it's like, oh, I sure wouldn't mind having another hour. I can do that. But then how many times can you do that? Once, just once. Okay, right, yeah. yeah. Unless he goes Unless I go, Steve. I've reduced time. <laughs> it just keeps going back. <laughs> um... So that's the second benefit of yeah. the uh, of moving to Steve Central Time. Mm-hmm. Third benefit mm-hmm. is that I know what happens one hour from now. <laughs> <laughs> You're like uh, that TV show early edition with the coach yeah. of Friday Lights who gets the uh, newspaper a day early and then he can choose to solve one thing from it. Yes, but it's just you just know everything that happened an hour ago. But he can't. I love early edition. It's good enough. It's, it's such a, a good TV program? show. It's a real program. It's yeah. brilliant. He gets it's, tomorrow's paper today. Yeah. A cat brings it to him. A ginger cat. A little ginger cat. It's fucking, it is, it's, what's his chops? Um, Kyle Chandler. Mm. The guy I've who plays the coach in Friday Night Lights. Yeah. It was basically, there was all, it was like, in those times, all shows were about a person fixing something for people. Like Quantum Leap. Uh, is this the same time as like Due the, South? The Angel One, Due South, Incredible yeah. Hulk, like all that Incredible shit. Incredible Hulk. It's always going that. around fixing things. Yeah, that's yeah. thing. team Hulk fix. Yeah. That's his that's <laughs> Hulk spanner, Hulk yeah. Hulk fix. <laughs> <laughs> what a bizarre choice. Hulk men. That's what he's always screaming. <laughs> he did. He helped people. The Hulkocratic oath. <laughs> Well, no, I think what it was is uh, Bruce Banner would try and help stuff that the Hulk had secretly <laughs> fucked up. Secretly? <laughs> he'd go, like, the Hulk would fuck something up. Then he'd come and go, oh, what happened? They're like, oh, a fucking greed monster. Coming. He's like, that is, that is out of order. But I will fix all of his this thing. This giant green man came in and <laughs> fucked up my... <laughs> Like farmer's market. <laughs> Don't and then worry. You show up, Bruce Banner. With, with ripped all clothes. <laughs> with ripped, ripped clothes. And a scientific uh, mind. Yeah. <laughs> to put all my aubergines back. <laughs> you and your ripped clothes and your healthy green glow. <laughs> Stop fingering my pumpkins. Um, but I, so I know what's going to happen an hour from now because mm-hmm. I live in the future. I'm of course. an hour ahead of you all. Yeah. But the unflexing nature of causality prevents me from doing anything to stop. 
the past from mm. occurring as it did. Okay. Uh, for example, you literally just said you could redo an hour. Well, that was before I wrote this bit. Of okay. Right, no, <laughs> right. I wish I could undo you saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if the upshot of this is we got him to go to normal time. He's so upset with how his feature was pulled apart. Yeah. Is that how long have we been recording for? Right, get rid of it. Get rid we'll of do that. Do that again. <laughs> uh, do you remember how yesterday mm-hmm. there was a... Oh, no, it's got to be... It can't be a... Do you remember how 30 minutes ago there was a, a big fire at a decathlon? Yes. The sports and camping goods store, not the big race where they throw javelins at each other. And 17 people burned to death inside melting pop-up tents. <laughs> I do. Well, I tried to warn the Catalan staff about the impending tragedy by showing up with a box of matches and repeatedly striking them near the tents to illustrate just how easy it would be for the synthetic canvases to spontaneously ignite and how the long petrol-soaked rope they thread through the row of display tents <laughs> to prevent theft would act as a kind of fuse engulfing each tent in flames, one after the other, like some kind of horrible Chinese fireworks display. Except, instead of paper lanterns, it's sheets of molten polyester slowly fusing to the faces of a family of four, whose glamping trip probably isn't going to happen now, unless the Lake District has a particularly excellent burns unit. (laughs) But then, the unthinkable happened. My noble attempt to use visual aids to to warn the decathlon staff of the fire that I had foreseen actually caused the fire to happen. Oh my god. Thereby closing the time loop and resolving the quantum paradox. Which is pretty fucked when you think about it. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to faint. <laughs> and the other great thing about being on Steve Central Time is that Pointless is on at six o'clock, which I think is more befitting of a prime time quiz show. <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah. I'm going to Steve Central Time. I want to watch Pointless later. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sam Beckett from Quantum Leap. And Ziggy says, you've got to listen to regular features. And there's a 49% chance of that. <sighs> I'm actually living on Steve. No, I know. It's a, real, it's a real thing that I'm doing. There's you no way you've it? changed your yeah, phone. Well, yeah, I've got my watch on and everything. I thought, no you, were, I thought, I thought you did it in the toilet. <laughs> I thought that's why you said you were going to the toilet. You just did all that. No. Wow. I, I was it. about to ask you how it's going, but I know because I just did all that. What I, I, what I want to do is I want to go another hour ahead. Is it? I want to move ahead again. <laughs> You're obsessed with it now. That's the thing. It's not going to be too much. I'm addicted to yeah. hours. You get another one. You could have just have another one in your back pocket. No. <laughs> but you know when we were meet like we we're meeting here to do a podcast at one. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, it's actually two o'clock for me. That's great. It's an extra hour I get to do things. And you I'm still, still, I'm still twenty late. minutes late. <laughs> But I had a great time. Yeah. <laughs> you, geez, it was a real smug walk that you had. <laughs> a brunch. Oh, my God. Very good. Very good. Do you have a feature? Yes, I do. Oh, wow. No, I was just enjoying that one. No. Oh. As long as I could. <clears throat> this is a good podcast, man. This is a good podcast. <laughs> I'm upset that I have to come in now. You have to come in now. And do a feature on top of these bad boys that we've had. Have either of you watched The Alienist on Netflix? No, but Clara has, and I've 
I've seen it in the background. You've had it osmos. Yes. Has Clara and thus you watched The Alienist Angel of Darkness season two of The Alienist? No, I have not. Okay. I do not care about it being spoiled for me. Has Clara watched it? Mm, I don't think so, no. Tell her not to listen to this podcast because okay, right, yeah. I'm going to spoil it big time. But it's fine. She doesn't listen to or watch any of the work that I do because she doesn't think it's funny. Good so. decision. <laughs> you got to bring me up to speed on this alienist business. Right. Yeah. So The Alienist is a show I actually enjoy, but I can recognize that is fundamentally uh, quite formulaic. It is a, a show set in old New York. So, yeah. it's, so it's big. York. It's a big thing. No, oh. <laughs> I wish. Because <laughs> if they had, what's that nice wiggly bit of York called? The Runnels? I don't know. There's a good bit. The Shingles? Um, old New York, right? It's mm. quite like new New York. Right. But a bit different. But grayer. So you like look, yeah, very gray. They love how gray it is. Yeah. And you look at it and you're like, oh, Broadway. But that's where theatres are. And yeah. But actually in those days. Full of dickheads. Oh, no. And that's basically how it works. Um, Was it like 19th century New York? It's 19th century New York. Okay, yeah. And it's like detectives, but one of them's a lady. She's not allowed to detect. Wow. And one of them's a journalist, but he's also a gentleman. And so there's all sorts of like to and fro. And then right. one of them's German. That's basically the whole deal with the alienist. It's like, there's a German man and a lady and a journalist, and for some reason they're detecting, and that's right. crazy. And it's not to do with aliens. No, nothing's to do okay, with aliens. Right. I don't actually know. I think an alienist is just like a psychologist, but it's like a crazy name for it in the old days. That's another thing they do. Yeah, it's like, they should have come up with a different name for that program. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's got the word alien in it, and mm -hmm. I'm not seeing an alien in six episodes, I would be upset. It's actually yeah. a good call because... There's aliens in it? No. Oh. <laughs> it turns out there are aliens. I'm fucking seven episodes in. You've just made me like the show less because I'm like, actually... Let's call it something else. 19th century aliens would be pretty cool. Yeah. Call it old bones. <laughs> old, old bones. I mean, that would really suit. Yeah. I mean, sitcom titles, I mean, they they do what they say on that tip. Friends... Yeah. It's about a bunch of friends. Frasier. You're saying it's this about Frasier. You're saying this as if it's a sitcom. It's not a sitcom. <laughs> it's, it's not. It sounded like one. A journalist, a detective, and a German they living in a flat. In they wisecracking in a flat. <laughs> Fair play. I've not set it up. There's murders in it. Bad murders. Okay. Right. Well, this is, it shouldn't be called the alienist. Day one, we got to change that name. Yeah. Okay. Well, not you. You're not, I mean, it's not on you to do that. I mean, don't worry about it. Well, what's, the, what, what, what's his angel thing as well? An angel thing. Alienist angels. Angel of in Darkness. The outfield. Is the, yeah, angels in the outfield. They changed the name of the TV show for the second season. They did. That's unheard of. I think they based it on a whole different book. Right. But wrote the characters from the first one into the second one, which okay, I think right. is quite cool. Why yeah. bother? The first one, the first one's <laughs> all about... Uh, boy prostitutes being murdered. Right. Right? Good Hello. fun. <laughs> I'm no. back. No. <laughs> Season two, they're like, what's crazier than boy prostitutes being murdered? Real prostitutes. Just babies. <laughs> Real prostitutes. <laughs> just babies. They went the other way. Oh, Instead of no. aging up, they aged down. It's just all about babies being killed. So it's fun. It's like a fun <laughs> show. <laughs> um, and... Uh, what I like about it is it really, oh. it goes whole hog on going like, 
babies are going to die in this show. Like within the first episode, there's wow. a baby like blood pouring out of its mouth in a shop. Oh it's my pretty God. crazy. Whoa. Um, and so you're like, right. It's about baby kidnapped. It's about baby murder. Yeah. And then midway, I think through the second episode, um, two of the three detectives go and they have like a look around a naughty area of New York. And this is another part of their whole deal is they keep giving the address of the place they've gone to. And I'm right. pretty sure if you're from New York, that's like, I don't know, where the Statue of Liberty is lives. or something. <laughs> that's right. where the Statue so of Liberty really lives. It's a really specific address <laughs> yeah. that probably is really anachronistic because in this, it's just a crazy old right. house. Right, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that, that probably happens a lot. I think I text, well, I think I text both of you about it recently, but because you've been watching Mad Men and you watch Mad Men because mm -hmm. I begged you to, basically. <laughs> um, and now we're all really fond of it. But yeah, there's a bit in... Mad Men, wait, and it never struck me before, but obviously now that I've watched it, this is slight spoilers but for Mad Men, but Roger Sterling's daughter gets married the day after JFK gets shot. Mm. Um, and there's this big scene where they're talking about, the, like, oh, the invitations have arrived. And uh, there's this mad lingering shot of an invitation on a desk. And it's obviously got the day after him. You know, obviously JFK dying means fuck all to me. Not, I wanted him dead. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> you're giggling. But I'm just saying it's like, it's not part of my history. Mm. It's not part mm -hmm. of like my culture or anything. But for Americans, it's a big thing. And everyone remembers where they were when JFK died. That is a thing. So when that would have happened in Mad Men, people would have gone, oh, that wedding's going to be fucked. Yeah. Well, it'd be like in a modern show when it's like, here's a wedding invitation, September 10th, 2001. Mm. Exactly, yeah. Whereas, uh, obviously, I didn't really know. I Off the top of my head, couldn't tell you the day that JFK was shot. Um, but for Americans watching that, that would have been a really big thing. Yeah. Whereas, so, and the same with like Broadway House. Well, I feel like it's exactly <laughs> that thing. It's like 425 Hudson Street. And I bet, mm. yeah, like you say, Statue of Liberty probably lives there. Yeah. That's basically the deal. Right. Um, so they go there. And then when they go there, it's like a bad part of town. There's this right. gang that comes down the street. I really can't stress enough. These are spoilers for this show if okay, you give yeah, any yeah, shit yeah. about it. Um and they come down the street and they run away from the gang because they're the dusters. You don't mess with the dusters. And and they run away and the dude comes in and you're like and he nearly finds them, but he doesn't find them, so it's fine. Right. And then he really loudly goes, Let's go to Cyrus's. And Cyrus's is like their mate's pub. Right. So you're like, all right, so they've got something to do with this. So they go to the pub and all the detectives have a chat with the with Cyrus. And they're like, who's that guy? He goes, that's, that's Goo Goo Knox. <laughs> and you're like, Goo Goo Knox in a show about baby kidnap and murder. There's a man literally called Goo Goo. Like out of nowhere. He yeah. has nothing. To, they've not gone to find him. They've not gone to do anything with this man. Yeah. He's just called, I'm spitting. He's just called Goo Goo. Right? You're like, that's weird. And then he's like this like really tall man with a creepy mustache. It's not me. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, and he like keeps popping up. This, and everyone's talking about Google Knocks. Yeah. Oh, don't mess with Google Knocks. Google Knocks gonna knock your Google out. <laughs> and you're like, why does Google Knocks keep turning up? Yeah. And then the mystery goes in a whole different direction. And then, of course, Google Knocks ends up being he's a baby. A big pop. Well, what? it keeps turning out to be a part of the kidnapping mystery. And you're like, well, okay, I saw that coming. Then they do a double cross 
And actually, Gugu Knox isn't only a baby kidnapper. He really likes having a little suckle of breast milk. Oh, no. And Whoa, he turns out like, he's a grown-up baby. There's multiple a scenes. baby that grew to full age. There's multiple scenes where Gugu Knox is just, like, sucking boobies for milk. What? And, and there's even scenes where he's angry at real babies for having some milk. He's, like, looking, <laughs> and the person suckling's like, there's gonna be some for you, Leia. Don't worry, Gugu Knox, you big baby. It's weird. It's a weird... He doesn't wear a nappy that I'm... Aww. Well, we're not shown. Maybe he's got a nappy under his nice duster suit. This is a fucking a crazy sitcom, Joe. <laughs> no. <laughs> that like, no one's ever heard of, apart from you. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, this is like one of the biggest things on Netflix. Like, mm. all you have to do is pretend that a place is old, but is somewhere you know, and you just give away who the murderer is, and you can still make a show. Yeah. So I've written Bad London, and this is season one, episode one of Bad London, which okay. is my own version. Bad London, Season 1, Episode 1, London, 1801, The West End. You might remember The West End from real life, where it's full of plays and neon lights and restaurants and all nice things. Well, not in 1801. It's a shithole. The camera pans down from roof level, and we see a building under construction, and a sign on it says, Under Construction, Dominion Theatre, and in brackets, Coming Soon. We will rock you. <laughs> the camera turns to the right, and we see the entrance to an alleyway. The big street sign pointing to the dark alleyway reads, Fuck Alley. The camera turns the corner down Fuck Alley, and we see all sorts of depravity right in the street, because it's the old days, and no one had beds if they were poor, and so they had to do all their titty-licking and felching right there in the street. What a familiar yet different place London was, it probably makes you think. But amid Fuck Alley's old-timey boning, we see three very unconventional detectives standing over a body. We see Jeremiah Kreuzjanka von Englert, a painter from Vienna who can recreate images with unmatched clarity from memory to canvas. He stands next to Lady Kate Mingus Beecham Chumley, which are all names that are spelt very differently when written down, so you know she's rich. And she's a woman of means with a rapier wit and an actual rapier that she's expert with when needing to kill a baddie. And completing the trio is Graham Jones, a normal policeman. Here we are in Fuck Alley, a most repulsive place that I should like to paint one day many years from now with my impressive brain box, says Englert. Now, who's this poor sod and how did he die? I think you mean, how didn't he die? Chuckles Lady Mingus Beecham Chumbly. <laughs> I, I realised that writing out the actual spellings of those names instead of the phonetic ones is actually difficult to deal with. You put all of the letters in that you don't pronounce. Yep. It seems a strange thing to say, but then we're shown the corpse and it is a mess. This is no normal murder, it's a cool murder. Clearly, we have seen the lady as rapier wit. I've gone all the way to the bomb. The camera does crazy movements and makes a big whooshing sound as it flies around the body, showing you all the problems it's got on it. And we hear Graham Jones reading a coroner's report. Woomph! A piano fell on his head. Woomph! His legs and arms got cut off and then swapped over so he'd have to eat dinner with his legs, but then dance with his... upside down. 
Uh, I've not written that properly. Wolf, his guts are out and someone's arranged them into the words, welcome to the circus. Wolf, he's got a spear wound in his side like sort of Jesus, but a duck laid an egg in it. Wolf, someone hit him with a big stick. A most peculiar murder, says Kreutz Janker von Englert. I shall have to paint it later today so that we can re-examine the scene at our leisure. But first, shall we have a normal 1801 lunch? Perhaps rabbit's legs in a big jelly. Ooh, or horse meat cake. Or, ooh, champagne pizza. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the normal things we're probably eating in 219 years' time and will not seem charmingly unusual. I'm sorry to disappoint you, my friends, says Graham Jones, but I promised my wife that I would pick up a meat from the butcher's shop and I have to go. Bye, say the others in unison. We see a montage of Graham Jones walking out of Fuck Alley and through London and we see all the landmarks that you'd expect, but a bit different. He passes Big Ben, which is so old at this time that it has a sundial instead of a clock. <laughs> he walks past the London Eye, which is just a big circular mansion. And he walks through Buckingham Palace, where he salutes the king, who waves back merrily, which you could do in the old days before 9-11. Eventually, we see him arrive at the Bad Meat Butcher's Shop and see him say hello to all the butchers behind the counter. There's Piano Fingers Hughes. Limb Changer Tim, Honk Honk the Gut Clown, a duck with a crucifix necklace, and Hank the Tree Slam It On Your Torso Berg. How do, Graham, says Honk Honk the Gut Clown. Not so good, he replies. I'm preoccupied with a murder where the victim was crushed by a piano, had his limbs all swapped, had his guts arranged into a circus message, got stabbed by a Christian goose or something and hit with a big stick. We see all the butchers pass nervous glances and limb changer Tim pulls at the collar of his shirt as if to say, is it suddenly hot in here or is that just me? Except he does it with his foot. Anyway, best be going. Please may I have my night's meat, says Graham, and they hand him a brown paper package. He turns to leave and the camera zooms right into a little bloody rip in the corner. There's a human finger sticking out. It's got a signet ring on and the inscription reads... President of the United States. <laughs> Cut to black, and then there's a blooper reel. <laughs> like an Adam Sandler film. Yeah. It's like Rush Hour. <laughs> it's, uh, and that's Bad London, season one, episode one. I'm I, pretty I, sure. I I'm really like the. Foomph. <laughs> like Hannibal style. That's yeah. how I was. Uh, Just going, going to all the bad bits. That was getting great. really close up. I like it. I like that show. Yeah, maybe me you want to watch the alien. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to watch that. No, don't bother. Yeah, I'm not going to watch that. Ow! Why haven't I jumped? Ziggy says he needs to listen to regular features. Okay. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Mm. Yeah. Did you enjoy the podcast, Joe? Oh, I thought you were asking me in the first place. Mm. Yeah. You, you yeah, said, no, I love you it. You said, hmm, but you were reclining so far back in your chair. That no one There's could no know. way the microphone could hear you. I love the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if you enjoy the podcast as much as Joe enjoyed the podcast, mm. you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and help us out. I would like to point out that... Patreon has recently made it possible to pledge in the currency of your choosing. Yes. Mm. 
Until now, we've been hamstrung by the United States' insistence on using the dollar, yeah, which is the currency they trade oil in. Ridiculous. It's their, it's their, it's their soft power they exert over us comedy podcasts <laughs> <laughs> to force people to pay in dollars. Yes. You don't have to do that anymore. If you've, if you've pledged us a dollar amount, you can go on Patreon and change it to a pound amount. And that way, you don't have to pay a currency conversion fee. And we don't either. And we don't have to do it either. Yeah. Is there really a currency conversion fee on there Patreon? Is. Well, if you paid it, if you bought something in dollars yeah. with your credit card or debit card, you get like a 2% charge from your bank to, yeah. do, to do that. Yeah. yeah. And then like, shit. then all of the money ends up in dollars for us. Then we withdraw it in pounds to spend on our beef burgers. <laughs> <laughs> we have to pay. Which they call hamburgers. Genuinely, I thought the only reason we were doing this bit is that we got a bit more money if they paid in pounds. I didn't realize we were no. actually helping. Yeah. No, they save money. And we, we save money. Yeah. For God's sake, change your pledge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I'd like to welcome some new patrons aboard. Mm-hmm. And I'd like you to give them some B names. What? How about Max O'Burn? Max O'Burn. Maximum Bees? Oh, yeah, there's something Max. Maximum Bees. Sorry. Give a B name. just looked down really suddenly. Yeah, it's getting really sad, this bit, isn't it? No. What bit? It's the first time we've ever done being <laughs> I I'm I'm beginning to just say no to things, but, I, but then go ahead. No follow-up questions after just a that. really bad improviser. Just, no. Nope. <laughs> Give a B name to Lisa. What? Oh. I mean that's just low-hanging fruit. Come on then. Give it Beza. Beza. <laughs> and give a B name to Derek Rucker. Derek Rucker. Derek. Direct me to the nearest hive. <laughs> I, I also I'm very proud that I, I'm proud I got away with you when you said give a B name to Lisa. And I said, why? <laughs> why? Why? What a stupid thing to do. A ridiculous thing. Everyone was so confused by it. They just forgot it existed. What a Why? Um, yeah, every time you give a B name to someone, I've got it. I've got them saved in a way that I can. I literally swipe with my finger to get rid of them. Right. And as soon as you say "direct me to the nearest beehive," <laughs> the relish with which I swiped Derek <laughs> off that list. I was like, "Now we never have to think about that again." See you later, yeah, no. if you'd like your own B name, you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and help us to make the podcast by giving us a pound or two pounds or five pounds or anything you think you think this episode might have been worth for you. Yeah. I know what it's been worth for me. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'd give my life for this episode. He of means the podcast. it. He, he, I'm looking at his eyes. He, he just he stood up. <laughs> um, if you can't, support some patron you can just tell your friends about the podcast oh please do yeah especially this one this is a good one this is a great one yeah. I thought this one was real nice it's gonna be our last in person one for is. at least a month yeah, yeah. 
and I know we've only done two in the last six months. Oh yeah, but it means more. <laughs> yeah, I was really excited about doing more in-person podcasts. With, yeah, but now that's not then people like us kept getting together and passing coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. We've been very responsible. We have been really responsible, actually. Mm. Not yeah. really. Yeah. Well, yes. Very. I'm very. very. I've been so good. I feel angry about people who aren't as good as me. Look at the noise Steve yeah. makes when I try and touch his hand. There we go. <laughs> Joe actually almost tried to touch me. I did, and that's totally not allowed. But that's a, that, I guess spot. that is that is a thing. We have been really good, but there are some people who have been less good. Matt. <laughs> Matt <Can> leaves. <laughs> Shut up and sit down. Or like, shit, shut up and kiss shit me. in my face and spit on my ass. I said, I, I messaged Matt first day of lockdown and I said, oh man, it must be really hard because obviously board games, you've got to get together. And, and you've got, you got to touch all the little tokens. Yeah. And Matt said, well, we're still going to film everything. Um, if you ask me, I'm, I'm basically my- a frontline worker. Um, <laughs> yeah. He said, it goes, doctors nurses board game influencers <laughs> and um, that's what he said that's when he started going off about herd immunity yeah um and then he flipped a monopoly board yeah <laughs> that i was holding and had hoped to play with him and he laughed because mm-hmm. monopoly's bad yeah <laughs> apparently and then he, he he put the little Monopoly dog into your mouth. And <laughs> yeah. he's like, I've had that up my nose <laughs> for the last half an hour. So, welcome. What, what are you going to do about it, Monopoly boy? <laughs> yeah, wow. So that's Matt Lee's for you. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, we'll be back. <clears throat> Clean edit. <point. laughs> we'll be back next week with another episode of the Regular Features Podcast. Good night. Mm. Bye. Regular Ficheros.